All right, we're back with another mm-hmm. uh, Better View episode. This is episode four, believe it or not. 4.5? <laughs> yeah, four and a half. Four and a half, we'll call it. Or uh-huh. Tell the people who you are. Uh, I'm Jacob. <laughs> Haley Christofferson. <laughs> uh, I was in the Marine Corps from... 2014 to 2018 and uh, served with old Rube Dog here from about 2015 to when did you get out? 17. 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And IEAS a short year later in September yeah. of 18. Yeah. And you were and with uh, 27. Second Battalion, 7th Marines, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, havoc! Fucking havoc! Um, let's get to yeah. these to these questions. Um, why did you why did you join the military? Um, the I came from a I came from a pretty much every male. My grandpa was in the military. Mm-hmm. My dad was in the military. My stepmom was in the military. So that's something I knew I wanted to do. Right. Probably around middle school, just because I. I wasn't smart in school. I was like, I'm not going to fucking college. Fuck this. Yeah. So I was originally, my family was pushing me to join the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, I can see why. But uh, I knew the Air Force wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I thought about, I went and talked to an Army recruiter and was going to join the Army. But all my friends wound up joining the Marine Corps. And they're like, man, just come talk to the recruiter. Like, all right, man. Yeah. So went and did, and I was sold on it right away. I was like, man, this seems a lot better than the fucking army. So yeah. I, I drank the Kool-Aid right away and got the process started immediately. And um, how, uh, how far in there. were you? How far in were you with uh, joining the army? Like, how far in the process were you before you went to go talk to the recruiter of the Marines? I I wasn't very far in it. I I don't even think I started doing the MEPS paperwork or anything. I was just talking with talking. them, browsing jobs, and so I was in. I was on the fence of going eleven Bravo or the medic field. Right. And uh, after I think it, I think it was probably like a week or two later after talking to him, I went and talked to the Marine Corps recruiter. Boom. <laughs> Got you going. Yeah. Yeah, um, dude. What what do you think it was about the Marine Corps that made you uh made you pick it immediately? Was it just the whole pride and honor shit that they uh like to scoop up? No, for me really, man, it was like the brotherhood. You could tell yeah. like they hold themselves Definitely. higher than any other branch. I mean, I don't have anything against any branch, but right. We just have that everlasting love hate relationship with them. And yeah. uh, you can pick a Marine out of the crowd. You can't really pick anyone else out of the crowd because they look like fucking shit bags. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely a strange, uh, a strange reputation. They they almost uh, hope that you keep whenever you get into the Marine Corps. I think it's like, oh, that guy's you know, look at the Marine, look at the Marine. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think says something about the branch. Obviously, there's a there's a love hate relationship with the Marine Corps on its own, honestly. Um, just because there's some toxic leadership at some points and there's uh, stupid decisions being made and 
which I understand, you know, it's it's the military. It's not, you know, it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect, but I think uh, I think there's some some rough edges that the Marine Corps can definitely work on and make it a a whole better branch, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Get, it, get I, all I, the kids that were bullied in high school out of the leadership position. Yeah, or or keep training or like keep sending them to leadership coaches or something. You know, like have them have them shadow another. Just like I I think okay I don't know how this would work. This is just a thought. Um, mm-hmm. Have them shadow like a good leader, like a Staff Sergeant Brown or like a a Gunny yeah. Gunny Rap, or you know like fucking yeah Staff Sergeant Hernandez. Like just have them shadow a good leader and see like what he can learn from him and then he can build his own you know leadership kind of uh how to character from what he mm-hmm. learns from staff sergeant brown or staff sergeant, you know like have him, have him shadow another staff NCO for a week have him shadow another one and then he can make his own um kind of like i told you guys just get the good things and the bad things out of us you know like and then you can pick yep. however the fuck you want to do it because I just think that's the that's the way to do it. That's the way it should work. Um, shit. Most my peers took all their shit from Cat and Ski. <laughs> the, the skates were never dull, to say the least. No, um, they, them bitches were always sharp. Fucking razor sharp, <laughs> son. You cut diamonds with those motherfuckers. <laughs> I get it. No, they were decided they weren't gonna. They, they they were. I think they were decided that they weren't gonna stay in. And uh, they were just like, fuck this. I, I, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to play the game. And fucking 2-7 was rough. 2-7 <laughs> was not an easy game. It's super rough. Yeah. Trust me, I don't blame them for going and skating, dude. I, I oh, wish yeah. I could have did the same. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody has to keep it going, though. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I was the poor soul who had to uh, <laughs> Yeah, you gotta be the... Those billets and... Got everything kind of handed to you, know, like in, in when it comes to responsibility. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was working like the up until the week before I got out. Yeah, yeah, they tried pulling that stunt on me for sure. Um, it's uh, I get it, you know, the needs of the Marine Corps, but you gotta pass it over to what I think is the new guys that are gonna be taking the positions in that unit and or section like um when, for example when they didn't want to let you you guys get the you got one right you got one immediately but when they when they didn't want to let anybody else uh get like a, a different title like mm-hmm. gunny gunny wanted me to do the hazmat still as i had like less than a month to get out he wanted me to do the safety shit even though i was like dude i'm you know like you're gone fine. yeah somebody else has to learn all this mm-hmm and I was willing to teach, but they didn't want me to. They didn't want me to teach. Did I lose you there? Oh, hold on. Yeah, sorry, some dude was trying to call me. It's okay. Um, fuck. So um, you uh you ended up going overseas twice, right? Uh, one of them to mm-hmm. uh TQ, and the other one was to Kuwait. Yeah. Yeah. Was that in Jabber? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Okay. Went to Jabber and then I went to some army fob in Syria for about a month. How's that? Dude, Syria was nice. I mean, it was cold, but I was on. I was just there for 
I wasn't there to do anything cool. I was just there to fucking uh, receive trucks from oh, okay. Kuwait and right. send them off send to them off. Uh, right, right, right. our position. Yeah, it's kind of hard like when but, they would send people to to Tiki to drop shit off or like stay up there for support for mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Our stay got extended just because. Uh, I guess we were just waiting on one truck. Right. And it took forever to get up there. Yeah. But it was cool. It was really chill. The army base kind of sucked because they don't. They see the marines in the chow line and they fucking jip you. Really. They're just fucking dicks. Yeah, that. And, yeah, dude. They'll be like loading their. Fuck that job story. The mm-hmm. army guys are being dicks. They didn't want to serve you as much as they served the other guys. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it's the ego. The ego. Sorry. Um. Hopefully, we can continue without any more. Uh, goddamn issues here. 2020, baby. First world problems right here. Yeah. The whole world is infected with COVID-19, and I'm complaining about uh, well, not Wi-Fi. But yeah, <laughs> I'm complaining about fucking a shitty Wi-Fi connection. Um. Uh. So, what do you think was uh What do you think was the best part that you got out of being deployed overseas? A new perspective on life, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Especially in not in so much Kuwait because that place is just a mini Los Angeles, but sure, Iraq definitely opens your eyes to the world. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, it definitely uh, it's definitely shows you how different it is in in mm-hmm. some parts of the world compared to mm-hmm. what we got at home and uh, when we complain about dumb shit like Wi-Fi <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, the money's nice too, a little bit, you know, it's tax free, but it's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's definitely an experience. Um, have, has anybody ever asked you if you regret joining the military? Because I've, I've been asked that before. Yeah. What and I tell them no, I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't, uh, I don't regret it. I thought it was a cool growing experience. Uh, me and McCoy mm-hmm. were talking about this uh, when we did the podcast. And- <clears throat> It's like we grow up in a different manner than most of the, our, uh, the people our group age uh, mm-hmm. are growing up. They get to see more uh, America experiences and just like more out, outside experiences instead of uh, being in the Marine Corps and experiencing how, or in the military in general experiencing how that kind of goes compared to, you know, just uh, other shit and uh, it really works out here which is kind of weird everybody's very uh their own thing which is i mean that's that's the world you know (laughs) yeah man for sure i mean it's it's a life experience i wouldn't trade for anything yeah like there were bad times but there were also a lot of good times Mm -hmm. i agree man that cup is cold as fuck it's gross Um, (laughs) (laughs) and uh was there a reason that you didn't want to re-enlist, or like, um, was there anything that just swayed your, your, your like your mind that way? I'd say probably leadership was a big part of it, yeah. and just the direction the Marine Corps is going nowadays. Like, uh, they say the grass is greener on the other side, but I've talked to people who've been on that side of the grass. Yeah. 
and I, I heard more negative than positive. Because every, every person I've asked, they say they regret re-enlisting. So I'm like, well, I can stay here and try it out. But after living the Victor unit life, man, I don't think I would like being in like a, a slower paced. Yeah. yeah. I don't like fucking someone telling me my socks need to be marked or <laughs> I got to have markings on this, that fucking bring your boot blousings up. Why do you look like shit? Like, yeah, dude, there's a bigger task at hand. Yeah, well, the, like, um, I think, and this is a, just a, a statistic that's probably wrong now, but I think no more than 10% of people in the military are ever uh, going to see combat, you know, or be in a combat area. So it's like, they don't really mm-hmm. have that. They try to keep that mentality, but they focus more on the little tedious bullshit. Um, yeah. When it comes to like, oh, your uniform, you know, and it's cool. Like, I understand uniform should look good, right? But it shouldn't like... Mm-hmm be the main mission i think of that unit i think um yeah i think if you know how to do your job effectively that really yeah. is what matters yeah maybe do some drills i don't know something but but uh it's funny that you say that being in a victor unit which is like a, a unit that you know like to set oh, up, um yeah infantry you know, unit yeah um i think colossal it was colossal was just like uh he's just like fuck going from g7 to a unit like I am in now because he's about to get out here soon. He might be out already because um, yeah. he was not realistic. And uh, I just I mm-hmm. think it's when you sw- it's kind of I think from like a blue Navy corpsman to the green side. I bet that's oh. like a, the same yeah. fucking flip. I bet, I'm yeah, sure but- I'm sure you could get past it if you really just want to stay in and you want to make it your your own thing, but. It wasn't for me, man. No way. Like, yeah. I couldn't deal with the Lance Corporal fucking acting like he's my fucking friend, knowing he's never done anything but yeah, sit there. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's it's a strange thing. Hopefully hopefully they get a little bit better. I don't know if they're working on it. I don't know how it's changed. I'm not bad. on it. Nama seems to love it. Nama? Nama's, yeah, yeah, Nama. I, yeah. I haven't spoken with Nama in a bit, but. Shit. My boots ran into Nama on their second deployment, and he was in Kuwait again. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Damn it, he was he's with a... Pendleton unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's in the same unit as Colossus was. Oh, really? Hey, man, Damn. Cameron Kanan. Well, all three of them. No oh, shit. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's lucky. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, all three chances. of them. At least when they left 2-7, I know all three of them went to the same spot. Where they went yeah. after that. I, I wonder if Cameron's staying in. You know? I don't know, dude. I haven't talked to that dude in a long time. Same. It's been a while. But um mm-hmm. So you said they were they were working you until like you were about to get out, right? Um did you because yeah, Phasmo was coming up, that giant inspection. Oh that yeah, that, that fucking huge inspection where they check all the not all of them, but a lot of the the secondary job titles that are issued to you and what do they check? Yeah. Uh, quality control. Um, yeah, they check quality cow, control, mods, tool room, yeah. uh, all the operations, billets. Sure. And uh, really, the only reason why I bit the bullet and did it is because our LT, Lieutenant Morton, man, that dude's a fucking good man, and he asked me to get it done, so yeah. I worked for him because he he get me on the back end. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. So did uh, I did it. So you, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's cool of you, man. Especially uh, with not being able to, or not allowing, I don't, I don't want to say allowing yourself, but not giving yourself a little bit more time than you could have had to, you know, uh, prepare yourself when you're getting out. When it, when it came time to turn my gear in, I told all of them, I was like, this is my focus. Yeah. And so I got to get all my checkout sheet done. Awesome. And everything. So I was, I was good. The only thing that sucked is I went to TRS the fucking week I got out. So. Did you really? Wow. What did you think about think, the, what the, that transition readiness seminar? It had some helpful points, but really the only thing they care about or what I picked up from that seminar is they, they just want to make sure you're not fucking homeless when you get out. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't really care about making sure you know how to go to the VA to file a claim. They just yeah, enroll you in E benefits and tell you to figure it the fuck out. Yeah, that is true. Um, they don't really. Uh, I don't know if they give you a heads up as to like what you could potentially experience when you get out of the service. Maybe that would be cool. They should have yeah. maybe like a. Uh, what is it? A therapist or a psychologist? Uh, you know, like a psychiatrist or something. Yeah come and talk to you guys and be like, hey, so just want to talk to all you guys and potentially let you know that with transition comes some side effects. Um, it's not like a pill side effect, but I guess it could kind of be. And, you know, there's mm -hmm. some things that you may potentially face. And if you do face these things, you can reach out to these numbers, uh, reach out to your family, you know, blah, 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 blah. At least something. I don't think they did that, right? I think they give you the suicide prevention hotline. That's a good one. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. when you call the VA every time. Yeah, and they just you have, you it just always asks if you're like gonna. Are you gonna yourself. kill yourself? Yeah, it's like the first thing it asks. Are you gonna kill yourself? If so, call nine one one. It's like I'm thinking about it after dealing with your ass. After I hear that, now maybe, like yeah. Jesus, it's it's wild shit. <laughs> so did you get to uh, yeah. set yourself up, or when you were getting out? Like, did you get what a? Set me up. I guess, like, did you, well, you had a plan, right? You went to school. Oh, yeah. yeah. I. That's the main reason why I was so comfortable getting out is prior to getting out, I already, I already knew what I was going to do. I already enrolled in school. Uh, the only thing I had to figure out when I got to Houston was where I was going to work. And that worked itself out within a week of me being there. So right. Hmm. I had a source of income. I had... Somewhere school I had school money somewhere to stay yeah and the only thing that really helped with that is my my grandpa lives in Houston so nice dude that ended up working out for you nicely mm -hmm. oh yeah and did that yep. did that that was uh, the trade school that they went to like mm -hmm. good old Universal Technical Institute nice would you <coughs> Jesus excuse me um, would you recommend that to people? No. No. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. Is it just uh, no, dude? Is it just uh, not? It's a. Or what? It's a thanks for your money. Here's a piece of paper. No shit, really. Dude, yeah, they don't. They don't fucking work with you for one. They care more about your goddamn attendance, and it's mm -hmm. like. I have a fucking life outside of this fucking school, man. I have to go take care of some business. And they're like, well, if you're over 12 hours, 
you're gonna fucking fail the class. I'm like, what do you mean over twelve right, hours? So each course is three weeks long, mm-hmm. and you can only miss twelve hours of class time in those three weeks. Right. So that's like two full school days. Right. Damn. Yeah. And if you that's miss like, two school days, that's it. You're out. So you can be, if you miss two days, mm-hmm. you can't miss any more. Like, right. like you can't even be late fifteen minutes. Or they'll kick you out. Yeah, you'll fail the class. And I'm guessing they'll still charge you for it. If you, yes, if you time out of the class, you owe the VA money. If you academically fail, you're okay. You, the VA will pay for it. Oh really? Okay, well that's good to know. I thought if you failed, Don't... you still. No, I mean it's it's not at all terrible. I mean I did take out some good things from there and I learned some good stuff. Sure. And I I did the follow on programs and I got certified. Uh, I got like I think it was like twelve certificates from Cummins. Fuck yeah, to, dude. Yeah, that's so pretty I good. Mean, I'm, that's the only thing that was worth it. The core program, no, just because there's so many kids in each class and they just try to push you through. Oh, really? But I thought it was a small you, group. No, dude, there's like anywhere from like 15 to 30 kids a class. Most of the time it's closer to 30 and there's only one instructor. Wow. But Cummins, it's, I think I had like eight people in my class and it's the same people throughout the whole three months right one instructor but only eight people yeah and they go in a lot more detail Mm -hmm. like you learn twice as much have you ever been to subaru school when you were working there no i just did the uh like those online classes for them Mm -hmm. right like when i worked at subaru man i was I loved working there, but I hated it because I was, dude, I, I was making $11 an hour Jesus. and I was, I was pretty much a mainline tech dude. Yeah. Like I did everything. I pulled trans, I changed transmissions, diagnostics, Right. did the valve springs valve for that recall. recall. <laughs> dude. And I, dude, I asked for a $1 raise. And they told me, no, I have to go get an ASE certificate. Jeez. I was like, dude, I make y'all money and you don't pay me right. shit. Yeah, the automotive industry is kind of weird, right? That's kind of strange. That's why right? I love diesel, man. Yeah. Diesel diesel's a little bit harder on your body, though, ain't it? Just because it's heavier shit, but it pays more. <laughs> I mean, depending on where you go, you have a whole bunch of... Equipment. lifting equipment i mean right. so you're really not breaking your back as bad as like back in the day sure but yeah there are some things that are like fuck man that's heavy as shit <laughs> but yeah pays a lot better a lot better yeah the, the automotive industry is fucking strange dude. it's 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 not a easy job to do i think and um i me personally i think it could potentially do a little bit better by the technicians um it's, it's a little bit strange. I think it could definitely be a little bit better. But mm-hmm. that's just, you know, what I think. Because it's a very uh, expensive thing to upkeep, and it's a, you know, a person's second biggest investment in their, yeah. like, in their life. You know, it's a house and a car. And if you want to buy I just hate house, how the, 
hate how the damn people who hang the ticket on the damn tech board make more money than you for doing nothing. Who, like the service advisors? Yeah. Oh, yeah, those guys make bank. I mean, yeah, it dude, requires had... customer service, right? But the technical I mean, side yes. and everything else is just like... Yikes. Like, they do nothing but talk to a person. Yeah. They're not out there trying to figure out what's wrong with the bitch. Yeah, you do you do the hammering and then you hand it over to them and they, they pitch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird... Um, the compensation has a weird balance when it comes to service writing and uh, being technical. Tech work. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, though. There's money to be made in the auto industry if you get to the right place. Sure, yeah. Yeah, if you're in the right place, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, back to your transitioning process. Um, when you were getting... Yeah. When, yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of trade talk. Who gives a fuck? Um, if you're on your tax and you have any opinions on this, feel free to comment them. You know, I am uh, mm-hmm. intrigued by what you're thinking. You probably either think, uh, one, we are just trash, tax, and lazy. Or two, you agree that you should probably get paid a little bit more for the big jobs that you do and the amount of knowledge that has to be going on up there to work on these every year changing vehicles. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every year. Um, so when you, were get, when you were getting out of the Marine Corps, what do you think were some of the good things and some of the bad things about your transition? I'd say the good things were... Freedom! <laughs> That's the fucking biggest one, man. <laughs> you wake up the next morning like, oh, yes, I don't have some dickhead telling me I have to be outside in the freezing cold at six some, in the morning. Some asshole pointing out your golden chevrons or your chipped chevrons. Fucking piece of shit. asshole. Fuck that guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. And I guess... Really, my move out. I mean, I already had a plan, so it was it was great for me. But you really don't feel any negative effects until I'd say probably three to six months later. That's a fair. It's because you're so you're so high on that freedom, and you're just fuck, man. Life's great. I'm making some money. Life's going good. Yeah, that goes down very fast. It's like oh, a little high that very you come down. Fast. It's like a big ass it, crash. It's like the biggest crash. I don't, I've never done anything super crazy, so I don't know what I could compare it to. But it's like a, it's a big fucking crash. It's like you drank three energy drinks, right? And then you mm-hmm. get hit by all three of them coming down. You're just like, oh my goodness, this isn't that great. <laughs> no, you're like, yeah, because you get out yeah. and you. You, you start talking like how barracks. you used to talk to random... Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> barracks life was great. A lot of people complain about it, but it's like you, you have these weird thoughts. Or, For example, me, sometimes I'm like, man, I, I miss the field a little bit. Like, I miss going out there mm-hmm. and it being, like, dark and you're just fucking sleeping out there, chilling, it's quiet, you know? It depends what you're doing if you, if you have missions at night, but if you don't, then you're chilling, dude, and... It could mm-hmm. be cold and it could suck, but I don't know. There was something weird about that, honestly. Yeah, man, it's and just talking to like 
actual civilians, dude. You like keep talking and joking around how you were with your buddies in the Marine Corps and shit. Right. Then you get looked at like you're fucking crazy. Like, yeah. did you really just say that? You're yeah, like, you get some weird looks. What? <laughs> what is that? Not it's not okay to say. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, some weird shit. Definitely got to filter some some shit out because people are not used to hearing that stuff, I guess. And they're like, what the fuck? Or somebody being mm-hmm. open about certain yeah. things. Um, it's definitely strange. I think it's just two different, again, it's two different, like, uh, Two different worlds, man. Two different worlds. It's like you're just going into another world of people you've never spoken with, and like you got to learn how those people act and behave. And you're like, okay, so this is how we do things. All right, you don't mm-hmm. say these things, or you're not this open, but I'm still gonna say it. You know? Um, yeah. It's weird. Oh, there's really no rank structure out here. That's strange. Okay, so there's like, how are these people going about it when it comes to, I don't know mutual respect because some people are just dicks out here right and they've never been told Dude. anything and then you tell them something yeah. and they're like what the fuck <laughs> like, yeah then they want to fight you and it's like either that fucker. either that or they're just like uh you know uh they just get they just get shook because they've never been uh spoken to that way or never not even in, in a super aggressive manner just like hey man do you have a problem you know like yeah fuck some some people just need to hear it i think um because sure, it's okay to be a dick, but some people might say something, <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. That and no one, you get those select few who try to be the fucking chief of the tribe when they're fucking Indian. Yeah. And it's like, or they think they're your boss. And it's like, dude, you get the fuck away from me. Oh, yeah, those play bosses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're not. There's another word for the way or uh, trying to play that role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless they get told they're in a position that, uh, you know, unless they get told officially by, like, a manager, like, hey, he is, like, the second one down, mm-hmm. but, you know. But there's not a lot of clarity, I think. Um, what is it that you were, uh, that you were challenging with the most when those three to six months hit you? Was it just missing barracks, missing the lifestyle? Uh, what was it? I think it was having like a group of friends and shit, man. Or just that same sort of people around you that you know that you could count on mm-hmm. some days, some days not, whatever. <laughs> but um, Yeah, because you build a having... bond with people because you're yeah. going through the same struggle together. Yeah. But yeah. out in the civilian world, everyone's life's fucking different. Yeah, like you just show up no... to work and that's it. Yeah. You could try to like make your own group, but it's not it's nowhere near no. the same that it was when you were in. And when I worked at Subaru I made some I guess friends mm-hmm. if you will. But it did you go out and drink with them, but it's you have fun, but you're like this isn't the same, man. So you just oh, find yeah. yourself not having the best time and you're just you're just there and you can't really talk about what you want to talk about because no one will understand it. Yeah, yeah. Or, there's, or no, your, there's nothing that connects you. Right. Or a lot of your stories are Marine Corps stories, you know? Mm, and it's exactly. like, and sometimes you're like, man, I really don't want to say another one of these. Like, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it with these guys because they're probably like, man, another 
story. It's like, dude, that's all I've known for the past fucking few years. I'm sorry, that's yeah, all dude. I got. And maybe we're just overthinking it, or maybe I'm just overthinking it, but um, I don't know. It doesn't feel the same. It almost feels like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain yeah. it when you're uh, trying to. Because the story's not appreciated by them because they don't, not as they don't know what it's in, like. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's not as felt, but you can only try to put it, uh, you, you can only try to put it a certain way where they can understand it and really explain like oh staff sergeant supervisor or like you know it's kind of or manager yeah that, it maybe it's hard that's what usually what i called like whenever i was describing someone i'd just be like yeah my boss in the marine corps my, my yeah. manager in the marine corps because they don't you say gunny and they're like what the fuck that? is that yeah gun <laughs> yeah he, he pointed a gun at you yeah yeah no, no he would just hit me every time he'd walk by me Hey, rap, what's up? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I remember he was walking by me once and I just flinched immediately. He's like, Why are you flinching for? And I was like, Because you're going to fucking hit me, Gunny. <laughs> He's like, What? I was like, Yeah, motherfucker. Man, yeah. I remember I had to change a line out one time on a, I think the Hydro Booster. Mm hmm. And Perry was doing it first, and then he was getting fed up with it, so he made me go do it. And I was putting it on, and I was like, Gunny and Scrib Dog came out. And I was, mm -hmm. he was like, I was like, I think it's stripped, Gunny. He's like, hey, if that thing's stripped, you might as well just start drinking Dextron now, because I'm going to throat fuck you with my fist. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, let me get this on. <laughs> just get a die, try, a die, try to clean it up, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, well, I didn't fuck this up, but I guess I'm taking the rap for it, so let me try to fix it. He said, say, say that again. He said what? He said if it's if that thing is stripped, he's gonna what? He said, start drinking Dextron, which is the transmission fluid or power steering fluid. He's like, because I'm gonna throat fuck you with my fist. I was like, all right, all right go, I'm baby. working on it. <laughs> like. Ten minutes uh, later, I got that bitch on there, made sure it wasn't leaking, works. and I was like, I'll start Scribner, it's good. <laughs> Fuck, that's hilarious. That's some funny shit. Fucking Danny. He made a... He made Cat put something in his pocket for information one time. Um, he was, like, chewing on something right in front of him. And Danny's like, really, fucker? <laughs> He's like, are you serious? <laughs> And Kat's like, whoa. And then he's like, put, take it out of your mouth. And he grabs it. And he's like, put it in your pocket. <laughs> and he looks at Gunny like, what? He's like, put it in your fucking pocket, Cat. And he like, puts it in his cargo pocket. <laughs> that was the first time I seen Gunny do something like that. I thought that was hilarious. Getting Somebody out here was just like, what? He just made that. He put like, chewed up shit in his pocket. Like, <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what happens. You fucking play stupid games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like when you spit on the ground in boot camp, they make you put it in oh, your pocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they fucking just spit on you, you know? Fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, how would you say that you, you try to get, I guess, get rid of that sort of itch? Because it's more like a mental itch, right? Like, a, mm -hmm. or it's missing that sort of, that sort of, lifestyle or maybe potentially culture um how did you how did you fucking go about with uh, overcoming those sort of feelings about 
you know, missing missing that uh, that lifestyle. Do you still miss it? Like, I'm sure it still comes back in waves, right? Oh, yeah, man. Really, I just became friends with a few vets from school. Yeah. And we're still friends to this day, man. I mean, one awesome. of them's at my house every weekend, even though I'm not, not there. He goes there to check up on my house and shit. Yeah. And uh, when I'm in town, we hang out and... Uh, well, fuck, what was the last question you asked after that? Uh, like if how you uh, how you overcame those sort of feelings of uh, missing the the Marine Corps enough oh, to where it makes you struggle. It, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed the life, man. I was about to, you know, I was about to join the army again here earlier this sure. year. Yeah, but after that bad accident, my my back said no, so I was like, fuck, well. Yeah, that's right. a pretty rough accident. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, man. So I uh, started looking for contracting jobs, dude, because it's the next best thing, and it pays. Well, some most of them pay better. Yeah, most and, of them uh, pay better. You'll get there. Yeah. So, like, dude, it's. I think there's only like one dude who was in the military where I work, like for my department. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty much like being in the military again, man. You just fucking you have people who understand dark humor and can dish it out sure. and like makes you feel whole again a little bit in a way. Yeah. Because you have definitely. people you can bond with again over common ground. Yeah, over shitty circumstances. <laughs> mm hmm And I'm the youngest dude here, man, so Are you? Yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Maybe a lot a lot of people don't do contracting. Just a lot of older vet heads or, you know, maybe older civilians, yeah. Well, yeah, because a lot of young kids just want to fucking go home and go back to doing what they were doing before they joined the Marine Corps. Sure, yeah. I think that's um, I think that's an easy thing to fall into. Um, just not, just go back and uh, not just go back to what they were doing, but I don't know. They're uh, comfortable with the home life. They want to be sure, home. Sure, And you know what? It's... It's how it is for some people. Um, yeah, whatever works for you, man. Yeah, I'm not whatever, discriminating. Sure. Yeah, whatever works for for you. Like it, it could be. Uh, like I, I didn't go back home, but I lived, you know, five minutes from home. Um, yeah. But it was uh, it was nice having family around for sure. I think leaving family was a little bit made it a little bit harder for me when it mm -hmm. came to my transition. Um. Because I think it it could have been good to have family around whenever those feelings hit. Because mm -hmm. I I was over here in, in Washington, and I didn't wanna didn't wanna talk to anybody about what I was doing there. So I don't know if you felt the same when you were like, because I felt very I don't know alone. I guess you can say I don't know how you felt when you were going through that's, those times. It's exactly how you feel. Yeah, it's strange. Did you feel like you could talk to you, like uh, people who you were in? with about it or obviously no obviously because you never heard from me about it sure yeah and i just i don't know i don't really talk to many people from uh our shop dude yeah why do you think you you, you didn't feel comfortable in telling me or you know other other people that you served with or did you tell your family about it or anybody there's times where I'd try to talk to my mom about it, but mm -hmm. 
ultimately it boils down to are you going to kill yourself and shit like that and it's like really or they tell you to just get over it it's like yeah you don't understand yeah like this is why i don't talk to you about it because just tried to open up to you about it and you just you don't understand what we've been through and what it was like for us yeah and i guess i couldn't go ahead sorry no you're good man i don't know and i didn't really want to reach out to you about it because dude i didn't want to I didn't want to seem weak. Yeah, man, I I feel that I feel that a hundred percent. Um, because that's that's you know that's why I didn't reach out either. I just didn't want to be a, a burden, or I wasn't more like oh I'm a burden. It was more like I didn't want to come off as a pussy. Um, Same. I didn't want to like let everybody else down because I thought everybody else, like like most of my peers, when we talked about it finally, we all put up this bullshit ass face and um. I'm planning on doing uh, a podcast with Ski, Parody, uh, and maybe Cat. Uh, Cat's a maybe, but um, Parody, Ski, and one of Parody's buddies. And we were just going to kind of shoot the shit, right? And we are just going to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that'll be cool to be like, why the fuck didn't you hit me up, bitch? <laughs> you know? Exactly. And I want, because I want to know, like, why did we put up that face? I put up that face because of my reasons. I, I I'm telling them now. I was I didn't want to come off as weak. I didn't want to, and uh, I didn't want to tell my mom or anything because I was like like you said, it, it didn't feel like they would understand. And we were just like, what the fuck, you know? Um, and they don't. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I didn't go through anything crazy. Um, but it's it's like I tell people, I don't think it's just about uh going through that sort of combat or, I think being in that lifestyle for those four years or more could potentially affect, well, actually not potentially, I think it definitely affects um, the way you come back into the normal world or the civilian world because it, mm-hmm. it definitely changes your perspective and then when you come back, it makes, um, it almost like has to remold you back into what society is and how it is yeah. because you see it differently when you're in the Marine Corps, you see a different society, you see like a very tight-knit society and like a we all take care of each other and we all, you know, we all fucking, you know, work in the same place. We all eat at the same place. We all sleep in the same place. It's like a fuck. It's literally a tribe is what it is. Your, your, yeah. your, your unit, your section, the guys who you're with you become a group of people. You go mm-hmm. get food together. You fucking shit shower shave together when you're out in the field. Like you do all this bullshit and then you get separated from it and you're alone basically. And that's what I was trying to go with. It's, crazy nobody understands it it's, but it's weird to understand i think that's why i think it's weird to be like what the fuck like because think about this when you're telling somebody about an experience in the marine corps they will never see it the way that you have it like in your mind like the way that you saw it no that experience that same the everything going on around you the seven tons pulling up with fucking easy guys fox guys in the back everything like people talking shit like me covered in fucking sand getting back from that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that recovery mission with Kenny Z um, yeah. like nobody can visualize what you're talking about and I think that's what makes it uh, a little bit difficult it's already hard to visualize somebody's story as it is right but like this is something that very few people go through and experience um, even though the U.S. military is huge but it's very it's a small percentage of the U.S. population 
So I mm -hmm. think that's what makes it even harder to explain and have people understand this version. Sorry if I'm blabbering here. I'm just even yeah. some vets, dude. They just fucking show up and they punch a clock for eight hours a day and go home. Like yeah. in the Marine Corps, <laughs> yeah, or whatever branch you're in, they don't yeah. experience the. They just go to work and wear a military uniform. Yeah. Much. Um, yeah, sometimes, again, that's what's different about a 2-7, I think, or a victory unit or an infantry unit. Um, I think that's different about about it compared to other units who are more focused on the, the garrison side of, like, being back home, looking like this, passing your physical fitness test. Mm -hmm. That's more of it. Nothing against that because you still make bonds, but I think it's, uh, I think it's a little bit different compared to... Yeah. Going, going overseas with these guys and training. I think what sucks for us too, man, is we get we have to do two jobs. Like we're not infantrymen, but they still right. fucking teach us all the shit and yeah. expect us to be able to do it. Yeah, and we're working. Uh, we're working just as much as they are, even more. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, when they're in the field, we're in the field. When we're back, when we're back, when they're back. We're back, but we're still training, and we're still fucking fixing all our shit up. Like it's not, it's a twenty four seven grind. Working, being a, yeah. a mortar pool. They come back, they get off. Yeah, yeah, standing by in the barracks, which was cool. Um, that's why they had a lot of time to fuck with their guys. I think. Mm -hmm. um, oh, we're. Yeah, I think they had. Oh yeah. That's why they white had, space training and shit. Yeah, they had a lot of time for that, and we didn't. <laughs> we just had to uh, get ready for the next build up. No being on Sundays because uh, field op takes off on Monday. Um, that was yeah. very often. That was a very that was a very common thing. Uh, everybody else was off on Sunday and we were prepping the trucks, getting them ready for convoying out. Um, you know, we're fucking ninety six or seventy two. Smoked. Yeah, uh, McCorn and I were talking about that on the podcast. He's like, he's like, they said they'll get us on the back end, and he just started laughing. <laughs> Yeah, what back end? I said, dude, if you yeah. got up all the time they owe me, man, I'd probably be able to take a full, like, two months uh, off. You know, they should do that. They should do that. Like, if they take 96s or, or 72s like that, they should add those to your terminal. Straight up. Yeah. Right? Add it to your lead day. Isn't that fair? Like, that's a day off I didn't fucking get. Fuck you. You hear that, motherfuckers? You heard it here first. Fucking, if you cancel our, our federal holidays, give us actually get us on yeah. the back end because you dude yeah because they don't tell you so you know it's coming up so you make plans as it goes home oh uh, yeah you're excited you're like it's and, a weekend baby yeah. a break and then they're like oh by the way be here tomorrow at eight and you're like wait uh i have somewhere i need to be in the morning they're like cancel that shit psych oh you just got home get back <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, they, they, they uh, yeah, it was a grind. That was definitely uh, not easy. Sorry if I'm sounding a little fucking. Uh, I think my allergies or the cold, the cold is affecting me. You're in the forever yeah. sunny state, dog. You're good. They call it the sunshine state, man. That's bullshit. It rains <laughs> here every fucking day. Does it actually? <laughs> Just yeah. about. It's like Seattle over there, huh? No, I mean it's not like overcast every day it'll, oh, okay. it'll just rain and then get sunny and then rain again and get sunny, sunny again huh does it get super cloudy when it rains again or not terribly yeah sometimes it's 
daylight when it's raining, but yeah, it's, a weird... it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're with KBR now, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it obviously has a little bit of a feel to uh, the same environment. Um, and you plan on staying in the contracting field, right? Yeah, just yeah. for a while, man. I want to do it for a few years because I want to buy my land, dude. Mm-hmm. That's smart, dude. Buy some big buy ass land. land. And Tejas? Yeah, that's the ultimate goal to wind up back at, man. Yeah. So get a piece. So looking at getting maybe fifty acres or so. So is Texas the? Uh, you know how everybody brags about it. Would it? Is it? Is it for real? Is it like a? Is it like yeah, the all dude. state? Yeah, I got my buddy fucking talk shit on me all the time because uh, yeah. I used to talk shit on him for loving Texas so much. Mm-hmm. After you get there, man, you see why. You understand, I, dude. I will, I will die in Texas. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I might have like to uh, look for some options over there, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's no state income tax. Yeah. Cost of living's actually pretty good out there, so yeah. you get what you pay for when you buy a house. Yeah, we get no state income here, but it's fucking expensive. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like, not cheap. You buy a four hundred thousand dollar house where you're at, it's not gonna be a four hundred thousand dollar house in Hell Texas. You'll no. get a big ass house for that price up there. Yeah, dude. I was so upset and I couldn't find anything with that with that type of loan. I was like, geez. Yeah, what man. Fuck. You can buy a full ass house in fucking Texas. <laughs> dude, you'd probably have like a three three to four thousand square foot house. Jesus. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh uh, for 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 people that uh, potentially deal with the same things that you were dealing with, which were let's go over this, um, missing that sort of lifestyle, right? Um, mm-hmm. Feeling uh feeling alone in a different in a weird type of way, right? Not like uh just lonely, but like more like not having your your group with you, right? Or not being a part of yeah. that thing that what once was. Um, mm-hmm. Because it changes every fucking like year when a new peer group gets in there, a new peer group gets in there. But to think about it, yeah. we were only one small part of two uh, seven. Um, and I guess trying to get those get those itches and sort of feelings of uh, that camaraderie and that that sort of uh, tribe brotherhood feeling. Uh, what what were some things that you you would recommend for people that are going through that personally? Surround yourself with uh, like people. Yeah, it's hard to find. Uh, it's hard to find people of the same, but with Facebook and everything nowadays, there's like so many pages for like local community veterans or whatever. Right. Or go to VFW or American Legion, mm-hmm. or hell, even you can find them somewhere at work on accident. Yeah, just surround yourself by people who understand what you're going through and yeah. just talk to them about it if you're on that comfortable relationship with them because chances are they're probably going through the same thing or have been going through the same thing sure yeah just uh just how it was when it's like one of my marines man yeah go ahead sorry back. <laughs> Bullshit, man. back at it um 
So you're talking about the story, right? They've never seen so much dick until you join the military. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is true. Though. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude. Um, Boot camp, man. They're fucking everywhere. <laughs> like Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, you were saying that one of your Marines, and then it fucking decided to take a trip to, to space. And the internet took this conversation somewhere else. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, he actually worked for this company before I did. Mm-hmm. He started working here as soon as he got out of the Marine Corps, and he started getting those uh, getting those doubts that everyone has and shit. And I'm like, dude, know what you've been through, yeah, or what you're going through, dude. I'm here. You can talk about it. I went through the same shit you're going through. Yeah, it's so weird, right? How how, how mm-hmm. so many people go through that same shit. I thought I was, you know, obviously one of the weird ones out, and then uh, I started asking people, and sure enough, starts fucking starts fucking happening. Uh, I start seeing my answers, and it's happening more more often than more often than I actually even thought. Nowhere near did I think that it was happening that often when it comes to. I wish I knew a percentage of how many people are dealing with that, uh, that weird separation, transition mode. Um, I know you can get disability for that, right? For like not transitioning, not not being able to acclimate or something like that. I'm not sure. I haven't even been to the VA to fucking try to claim my shit. I've been there once <laughs> and I need to go back Yeah, I've, because it was I've gone to register. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer when all my shit doesn't help, but I need to, I need to kick it in gear and, and try it again, because I recently just fucking tweaked my back at work, so it's just like, fuck, man. Gotta get a lawyer, man. I've heard good and bad things about that, though, and I've heard, uh, like, that lawyers will fine you a fuck ton of money, for some cases, right, because um, mm-hmm. Brady, uh, he did this, he did his whole uh, e, like, e-benefits and claims on his own, and he got like uh, a decent percentage, something that he obviously, you know, needed to get, but mm-hmm. he ended up getting that shit, so good for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think people just need to be a little bit more open about it. I, I know it's easy to say from our, our, our perspective, and I probably say this a little too often, but uh, reaching out is, is definitely important. Have you had, did you have no. anybody else reach out to you, or was it just your, your Marine? Um... I didn't. I wouldn't say Parody reached out to me. I think mm-hmm. I more or less reached out to him when I noticed he was going through a hard time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at least he was making it known that he was kind of struggling. Uh, not yeah. Directly, but he should, you know, like everybody else, was, he should definitely talk. Yeah, and that's that's where that respect of like the seniorship came in. I was like, well. I feel like shit too, so yeah. I can only imagine what he's feeling. So let me reach out to him, try to yeah, t- just talk to him and be there. Yeah, man. Uh, we it wasn't like over the phone or anything. We were just talking over That's Snapchat. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's how it was so, with Kenny. So it was when I was talking to Kenny. Uh, he really? was very cool. Yeah, he was very cool. Um, I want to have him on here. He said he's gonna do it soon, so. Cool to have him on. Um, I'm excited to talk to that man again. It's been a while. It's probably just 
smoking hella weed over there in Arizona. Double, double cross joints at the same time. <laughs> He's yeah. fucking, his eyes are as low as they can get, dude. Yeah. Fucking baked. I'm going to have him baked. We're going to get baked on the podcast. <laughs> you hear that, Gunny? We're going to get high. That's good. <laughs> no, I think yeah. it'll, I don't think I'll be able to do that. <laughs> you mean be able to focus? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, what were we talking about, man? Oh, yeah, that time you hit me in the chest. <laughs> Which, Which one? time? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it was a good time though. I I think um, I think if uh, if I just keep reaching out to people, you know, I'll, I'll, I had somebody hit me up. Uh, let me see what his name is. Uh, he said he wants to tell the story of the the people that he served with because uh, he had told me that they lost. Uh, they got hit pretty hard. They, they mm-hmm. lost a, a few guys when when he was over there, and. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to find this real fast. And um, he doesn't want his friends to be, you know, forgotten. He wants them to to be, um, you know, be remembered. And uh, absolutely, he wants to do it by telling their stories on here. Uh, Jason Men- Menendez, I think. Let's see. Come on. Yeah, Jason Menendez. Menendez, is that how you pronounce his name? Um, I think the Detroit, uh, what's it called, the Detroit Press or something like that did a did a little documentary on them, like a twenty three video series. It's called uh, mm-hmm. Michigan's Michigan's the Detroit Michigan's Band of Brothers. It's like a reserve unit that got activated to go to uh, to take care no uh, to take part of the Iraq campaign or after mm-hmm. shortly nine eleven. But um, it was just a bunch of, you know, firefighters, cops, just regular dudes that do their job out here in our uh, part-time Marine Corps. Um, but they went out there and they did their thing, you know, they fucking, they, they put in the work and uh, it, it's going to be really cool to talk to him. I'm, I'm excited to hear what the hell he's got to say and uh, what he's going to be, what he's going to be bringing That'll up. That'll be a good one. Yeah. yeah I think it'll probably be an emotional one. <laughs> an emotional one? Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be a hard one to... Uh, to hear, um, but you know what, dude? I I, I, I like the I like hearing their stories, and I like the. I think it's cool because I feel like they get it out too, and uh, I get mm-hmm. to kind of relate to some of the things. Obviously, they've seen some hard some hardcore shit, um, where, yeah. where, where, where I can relate, but I can definitely understand a little bit more than just the regular Joe. Um, you know that works at their their place, mm-hmm. um, and I think it'll be good for them to be able to get their stories out. So. People could potentially understand a little bit more of uh, what they go through and what they deal with. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, what do you have going on up on right now? You're just uh, working for KBR. You're uh, gonna kind of get a little mm-hmm. bit more experience in there, um, and uh, move on to bigger, better lives of contracting. Absolutely, man. This you- is just the foothold, stepping stone. Do you, think the the, realm. do you think the results of this election might affect the way contractors get paid? Of course. Yeah. Democrats in office always uh, cut back on Military jobs like that. like that. Yeah. And the oil and gas industry. And those are the two fields I enjoy. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting uh, four years to say the least. Let's see how this all fucking ends up concluding because uh, I'm sure there's gonna be. I personally think there's gonna be a little bit of a shit show uh, here soon. Not anything crazy, but like protests maybe, um, fights here and there. But hopefully it's um. Hopefully we can all control those emotions and just keep America going. <laughs> And wait for the yeah, it up. needs to, man. That yeah. or just purge all the government officials off and yeah, change put it up. new faces in there. Hit a reset button. And those uh, yeah. life, life politicians, um, because this guy's not going to do shit. I mean, I'm sure it's not an easy job to have. I'm sure it's a fucking hard-ass job to have. And, but uh, money corrupts all, I think. Uh, not all, but oh, you know, yeah. it corrupts a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I think... Uh, I think we've seen a little bit too much of it now, especially with the with the internet age. I think it's showing all these issues that are fucking very plain and obvious to everybody else on the internet. And uh, oh yeah, hopefully we can change it for the better. I think we'll see. I hope so, because if not, this is gonna be a very scary four years. Yeah, I, I hope it opens everybody's eyes, and then we can just get rid of those two parties. <laughs> And just focus on something better, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're not moving to the one world order. Yeah, just one full uh, control. I think it'll be interesting, and then see how that's gonna affect the military, and uh, see if maybe we can get some better resources out there for people. But I, I, I don't know. Like you were saying, it's it's a democratic party, and those guys are. I'm not saying they like to do less for military vets or anything like that, but I just don't think that's all. Priority. I don't think it's anybody's. No, it's not even a Republican's priority. No, I think we're like on the on the back end of things. No, like, the Republicans uh, care more about active duty. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, but I also don't think it's a a big uh, a big uh, topic for them either. Like I, I I'm sure yeah. it's one of the things that they have to have on their list right, to like. Mm-hmm. be a real full-on Republican, like, yeah, support our troops in America, whatever. But I also think yep. that it's not, like, really at their, you know, forefront of the mind. I think they're just like, we got to have this on here so we could uh, attract the right crowd to our party. Exactly. That's how it is, I think. I think it's just, like, a little mind game with people. And, like, oh, let's get them on our side. We'll get them on – they'll get them on their side. Um, they'll fucking – and then they'll just – control it from up here and cause problems and stir shit up and I think it's become real obvious when with the internet and hopefully hopefully we can all be smarter than uh, what's going on and uh, like acknowledge that this is what's happening yeah like the social dilemma fucking video I, I couldn't finish it all because it's just like have, have you heard of that before have you heard of this thing mm-hmm. it's a crazy fucking uh series on netflix that talks about i think it's a series or it might be like just a whole movie it talks about how um facebook and and all these social media networks and how they work and how they show you specific things if you're like in a specific specific location and how it like uh you know it brings you into what you need to see in order to keep you more active so if it's something that pisses you off or like that you're enjoying because you enjoy watching about like the republicans whatever it's gonna show you more of that. That way, you're more active, and they can sell your data for more money. But it's still. I fucking deleted my Facebook. Smart. 
Yeah, that's smart. I have to keep one open for um, this better view page, but um, it's um, it's definitely a, a weird thing. But it does that with everything. I think YouTube, all this shit, those algorithms are kind of weird. No, oh, I know, man. I just the only in like media I have is Instagram and uh, right. Excuse me. I guess Snapchat. Yeah, Instagram. And I still have Facebook Messenger, obviously, but right. Yeah, Messenger's cool. I just deleted Facebook. Fuck that. Yeah. I might do that. I might do that. I might keep Messenger. Because I feel like that would be a nice... Because you can add people on Messenger and shit. Yeah, and you can still talk to the people that you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be cool. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good idea. Maybe just keep that better view Facebook page that I can still put shit on there. Yeah. Just delete your personal one and just make yeah. a better view one. Yeah, just keep that better view on and use that one because i it will be a lot happier when you do yeah facebook is a time spender and uh it's i was getting pissed off every time i got on it's all like it does it on purpose it's weird it's a weird fucking machine dude we're feeding into it already um because the future is going to be strange hopefully nothing nothing crazy happens we'll have to revisit the whole pentagon confirming uh um out of earth aircraft recovered. That's what they need to we need to revisit once this election shit's over. Like, yo, bitch, I know you snuck that in there when everything <laughs> yep. was going down. You were like, let me slip it in between COVID and uh, the presidential election, and nobody yep. blinked an eye. You know, it's like, let's get let's, let's figure that out real fast. Let's hear what the fuck that's about. What do you what do you guys uh what do you guys know? I feel like, I feel like they did that as a stunt. Just to prove that the media can Pick its dictate own. what you they want your attention on. Yeah, the priorities. Because it was Which very is why brief. I deleted. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very brief about the things that they don't want. They'll, they'll show maybe one article about it, but it'll be like nothing, nothing major, and then boom. I understand yeah. COVID is important and everything, but that <laughs> that also seems a little bit important. <laughs> it just shows you the media runs the country. Yeah, it's fucking. Crazy shit. It's just because of that. I think that it's too easy to communicate with everybody nowadays. I think it's it's very easy to spread your message across. Um, like when I pay mm-hmm. when I pay money for advertising the videos, um, it'll go from like forty four views to like two thousand eight hundred views in a matter of like five days. It's it's wild how. And, and it'll you show pay you, to have this advertised? Yeah, man. I'm 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 paying to get them advertised. Yeah. Where do you advertise them on? On Facebook. Oh, that's why I haven't seen it then. Yeah. Um, the, I, I'm trying to do like the Google shit, like advertise on Google, but it costs mm-hmm. more money. There's like a, you have to have a bigger, um, you know, you have to be able to spend a little bit more money. And uh, at the moment, that's not allowed for me. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not that it's not, not allowed for me. It's just, it, it's, you know, it's, uh, I, I can't afford to be doing that. Not a priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I sell my shirts more, um, like if I'm trying to sell my, sh- if I do sell more of the Better View podcast shirts, um, mm-hmm. I need to invest in, in in better equipment, like in a fucking a computer, like an actual because com- this laptop struggles running all this yeah, shit, man. and it's because it, it's you know editing, uh, uploading, you know fucking making other shit, running a few other things. It's it can't handle it. This computer's from. Uh, well, this laptop is from 2013. 
so it's it's out of date, son. Yeah, it's definitely struggling. Might have to get you one of those Mac computers, man. Something, something good. It's because I already had I already had invested in a few parts. Like I have like a case. I have like motherboard. I have a few good things, and I just need a just need a little bit more so I can invest into the remainder parts. That way, uh, we can get some better shit going on. Like this mic's cool. I'm gonna have to buy this for my buddy. This is a good one. I like it. We ready? Yeah. It's got good sound quality to it. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually recording. What this time? Yeah, your <laughs> headphones sound good. You know, there's no echo coming back. Yeah, that was a real yeah. okay. That was a real bummer. Uh, I think people think that. Uh, uh, I think people have the idea that doing the podcast is just something. It could be just as easy as press play and and like cut it and send it up, right? It could. If be. you had an in-home studio, it could be. Oh, yes. that could be cool. That could be really cool. But mm-hmm. I'm using like a lot of I don't, I don't want to say crappy gear, but like not the best gear. So I have to like edit it from one program. Like I have to trim the ends of one program in the in the beginning of one program. Da- uh, download it, upload it to another one. Add my mm-hmm. intro, add my outro, and I'm like complaining because I like the whole process of it, but it's just fucking. Dude, it's so much more work than I thought. Like trying to set up the Shopify, trying to shut it down. <laughs> Uh, get it on other platforms. It's wild. It's it takes so much time. But um, it's almost like another full time job, it man. It fucking really is, dude. It really is. It's crazy. Um, you could definitely make it be less than a full time job, but I'm trying to edit videos and like you know cut uh, cut smaller uh talking points just so um you know I can have more more content out there and people can hear different stories instead of listening to an hour and a half podcast. They could pull a middle part of like of you and I talking about how fucking government contracts are getting paid a lot of money. Well, when you're overseas and in you know shitty countries, not shitty countries, but just not the best countries, um, mm-hmm. you they they pay a contractor a lot more money than they pay the military guy who's trained to do that specific job. Way less, <laughs> <you know? laughs> they pay yeah. us diesel tax way less than they pay a civilian diesel tax. To do um which mm-hmm. uh blows my mind and it's fucking gets me angry dude because the military salary pay man yeah equality for all equality for all it doesn't matter the biggest union in the world yeah weird <laughs> it's the strangest fucking union <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a, a weird one <laughs> Um, I think we're gonna cut it here, man. I think this is uh, this has been a good conversation. Uh, we went to a bunch of different random shit, but whatever, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, thanks for doing it again. I'm sorry that you know the first time it didn't work out. Uh, well, it was a great right, conversation. Man. We buzzing quite a bit. Uh, ah, dude, I know. I feel bad because I didn't I didn't bring it like I brought it the last time, man. Dude, it's I all forgot good. a lot of the shit I talked it's about. It's all good, dude. It's all good. Um, I still enjoyed it. And last time we had alcohol, so it was like it's that's like a word, <laughs> that's like a word lubricant. You're just like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was feeling real good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we had too many beers. The other one, Way and I didn't notice <laughs> that the audio was coming out like shit. Um, but I still had fun. So I did uh, too, man. Yeah, I'm glad you came on here again, brother. I appreciate you. Uh, everybody that you. You seen listen to this episode four in the books finally four and a half four 
and three quarters, we'll call it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Four uh, and a fuck up. Four and a fuck up. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> four and a learn. Four and a learning yep. curve. We'll call it that. Um, that would be my go. excuse. Uh, this is going to be everywhere. Uh, I'm going to post it on Anchor, and Anchor will send it to Shopify, Facebook. I mean, not Shopify, sorry. Uh, Spotify, Facebook, uh, YouTube, fucking Pocket Cast, Google Cast, everything. Uh, I'll post the link on the description. And if you haven't followed the other channels that have been supporting Better View, they're in the description as well. Those guys have been doing amazing things for the podcast, like the signing, uh, one of my shirts, um, Music Junkies, those guys hooked me up. Um, the Bruising Bones podcast, those guys are always advertising Better View. You guys are the shit. Check them out. Um, and I'm adding two more links to the podcast. Let's see. Um, the corn, the leaf. Once a bundo, it is Insomniac Gaming. I'll light them on there. You guys will, you guys will check them out. Anyway, dude, uh, thank you for doing it again. If you guys enjoyed it, like, share, subscribe, please, everything, whatever you want. The shirts are up. I'm going to be doing a giveaway. Thanks for doing it again, brother. Peace. Absolutely, buddy. I appreciate it. Of course, man. My pleasure. Hasta luego, amigo.